Hello and welcome back to the Drew View. In today's show, we are going to be talking about how the real challenger to former President Donald Trump's nomination on the Republican side of the ticket jumped into the race today, and that is, of course, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. We're going to be talking about the question that everybody should be thinking right now, and that is, why would Governor DeSantis jump in this race when he has so much in common with the former president. I'm Drew Bennett, and you're listening to The Drew View. Alrighty, thank you guys for sticking around until the end of the week to listen to the last episode of the week. So what are we going to be talking about today? Well, as I was hearing, I didn't actually listen to DeSantis live announce on Twitter that he was running. Uh, it sounds like it's a good thing because it sounds like it was a complete disaster. <laughs> the, uh, his announcement just went haywire. But there is that. But on the other hand, I think that it's pretty awesome that we have a candidate like DeSantis jumping into the race. He has a real shot at winning, but when he jumped in, it made me think, why is he jumping into the race, and isn't he just another Donald Trump? Because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, I understand why some of these other people jump into the race, right, to make a name for themselves, to maybe sell a new book that they're going to be writing, or maybe even to go against some of what Trump stands for. But almost all of those things don't seem to apply for Governor DeSantis. He already wrote his book, and yes, he might sell a few more copies by doing this, but it's not going to help all that much. He already has a lot of name recognition. A lot of people know who he is, and he could be not only continuing to govern the state of Florida, but then also getting involved in some other type of politics. And there's always the case that DeSantis doesn't enter the race. And of course, Donald Trump would have to move his residency to another state, but then Ron DeSantis becomes Donald Trump's vice president. I thought all of those were possibilities because I didn't see a reason for DeSantis to jump into a primary when you already have Donald Trump running. So it really got me thinking over the past couple of weeks when it was becoming more evident that DeSantis was going to run against Trump. It got me thinking, why is he doing this? And I've come to realize that it's for a couple reasons. So first of all, it's the way politics works in America. You're in the limelight, you're in the spotlight for one second, and you're gone the next. It's not a stage, and it's not a situation where once you've developed a name for yourself, you can wait as long as you want and then jump into the race. No, it is very fast-moving. Politics is one of those things where if you don't take advantage of an opportunity when it's presented to you, you're done. 
there's no way that that opportunity is going to continue to be there. Because that's simply how politics is. Once DeSantis stops governing Florida, let's say he were to not join into this race, he would stop governing Florida in 2026, and the next chance for a presidential election would be 2028. That's two years that he would not be governing the state of Florida. Now, unless he got involved in some other sort of politics, you know, got involved at a local level, got involved at a state level, or somehow, you know, ran for maybe a House seat, a Senate seat, whatever he decided to do, it would not be as successful as running for president in 2024 because he would then have to wait and hope that his name was still getting out there. And then by 2028, then he would be able to run. I think what his best decision would have been if he wanted to unify the Republican Party and ensure that the Republican Party won in 2024 was chill out, let Donald Trump win the nomination, and then campaign really hard to be his vice president. Because if DeSantis is one of the most well-liked figures by the conservative base, and Donald Trump is also one of the most well-liked figures by the conservative base, although they get their support from a little bit of the same groups of conservatives, but you also have some more moderate conservatives that'll support DeSantis and some more further right-leaning conservatives who will support Trump. So you do have some overlap there, but then you have the two sides of the party, and you would have them unified under one ticket. And the two biggest figures in the conservative movement would not have to go head-to-head, be attacking each other on a debate stage. It's just bad for the party. I thought that DeSantis would understand that, and he would say, you know, the best thing for me to do is probably try and campaign to be his vice president. I don't think that's too far off. I think that's something that Trump would have seriously considered. I think that as of now, it's going to be Elise Stefanik. Because that just seems like the person that Trump is after. But I do think that there was a good possibility he could have picked DeSantis. Not just because DeSantis is literally a mini Donald Trump, but also because that would have unified the Republican Party and it would have got him a little bit more support from the more moderate conservatives, the more. Romney McCain conservatives that like DeSantis, like what he's doing in Florida, but maybe aren't the biggest Trump fans. But obviously, that is a fantasy now. That is not what's actually happening. DeSantis has thrown his hat in the ring. He is running against former President Trump. So what does that mean? What does that mean for him? What does that mean for Trump? And why is he doing it? Well, I think for him, again, it's his attempt to stay in the limelight and also try and win that nomination while he still has a shot, because he is going to try and beat Trump without the baggage. That's what his whole goal is. He's not trying to reinvent the wheel. He knows that what Donald Trump did 
was successful. He knows that a lot of the policies were supported by the people in the conservative movement and in the base. But what they also know is that he was not very popular because of all of his antics with a lot of people. A lot of people didn't find him to be the most upstanding individual and didn't like all of the nonsense that he would go through on a debate stage or on social media. So a lot of voters really liked the policy, but they didn't like him as an individual. That's, of course, how a lot of people viewed Donald Trump. And the chances are, to an extent, even if you do support Trump, you've thought about that at some point. Like, man, I just wish he would stop with the antics. Even now with DeSantis, there's all of this stuff going around and he's continually bashing DeSantis. And obviously it's his biggest rival in the nomination. So he is going to go after him because he wants to make sure that he gets it. But it really, really turns a lot of people off from voting for him when they see maybe their second favorite conservative in the whole movement getting completely bashed by former President Trump. So I do think that DeSantis does have a role to try and fill. What I do think will be interesting, and I've heard this from a couple of other people that I've kind of talked to and heard about in the political realm, is that there is a chance that once they hit a debate stage, Vivek Ramaswamy actually goes ahead of Ron DeSantis just because if Trump just plasters DeSantis on a debate stage, just absolutely goes ham on him, there's a chance that DeSantis falls so quickly in the polls and Vivek actually becomes what DeSantis was supposed to be, Trump without the baggage. And I think if that becomes the case, then it would also be interesting because I don't see Trump bashing Vivek the way he would DeSantis because he will go after DeSantis for being a career politician. He is that. He is a career politician. Vivek is not. So that is one interesting thing to keep an eye out on. We'll see whether that holds true or whether DeSantis continues to gain instead of fall back. But I think it's also an interesting thing that DeSantis decides to jump in the race now when his numbers are kind of falling. If you look month by month, the poll numbers of Trump versus DeSantis head to head, DeSantis is going down and down and down. And in most polls, for most places, he's in the teens or 20s, maybe 30s, but it's not in the 40s, 50s where you would like it to be if you thought that you were going to make a real splash. He is really, really fighting an uphill battle. And I think a lot of that is because people have kind of forgotten about the midterms. You know, a lot of people during the midterms, they said, DeSantis outperformed expectations by a lot, while all these other Republicans underperformed expectations. A lot of those were Trump endorsed. So DeSantis must be more electable. Therefore, we're going 
for DeSantis. And then I think what ended up happening was people realized that, okay, Trump is still the Democrats' number one target. They are still trying to target him with all of these fake persecutions and all of these indictments. And I think people say, hey, if the libs are still going after him that much, he must be the one that they hate. He must be the one that we should be voting for. I think that's what's going on in the minds of a lot of Americans. They're like, well, I think DeSantis is pretty electable. But then again, I don't know, because the libs really hate Trump. So that must mean they don't want him to run, which kind of means I do want him to run. So it's kind of this whole game that's going back and forth. But finally, I just wanted to hit on something that had really been sticking with me. Why would DeSantis, who is so similar to Donald Trump, hop in this race? And I hit on a few reasons. Of course, it's timing. And I think also part of it is a lot of people still don't think that Donald Trump has a chance at winning a general election. They think that, okay, yes, Trump might be able to beat DeSantis, but when it comes down to going against Biden, Trump is not the guy to defeat him. A lot of polls have come out, and DeSantis is saying, hey, I got so many more votes in Florida than anybody else during that 2022 midterm election cycle when all these Republicans were losing and I outperformed. I'm the more electable person, not Trump or these Trump-endorsed people. And I think that message is true in some cases. I think if you look at states like Georgia and Arizona, I think Ron DeSantis is more electable there. He's more electable in the Sun Belt. He's more familiar with the Sun Belt. He knows how to win there. But on the other hand, Donald Trump is one of the best Republicans still in the Rust Belt, which has just as many key states if you're talking battleground states in an election. You have Wisconsin, you have Michigan, you have Pennsylvania. Ohio is a safe red state at this point. But you have these states that are key. If Donald Trump wins two of those states, likely being Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and then maybe picks up Nevada, which is very, very easy. It is trending red. I think that is almost certainly going to go Republican in the next election cycle. But I think Donald Trump has that appeal in the Rust Belt. I don't know exactly what it is. I wish I could get on and tell you that I know every single reason why Trump does so well in the Rust Belt and DeSantis does so well in the Sun Belt, but I don't. What I do know is that both candidates will tell you that they are going to do better in a general election, that they are more electable. And both of them are right and wrong at the same time. Because both of them can get the job done if, if they don't alienate the base of the other person. If Donald Trump comes out swinging and swings too hard that he knocks out DeSantis, 
a lot of people are going to feel really crappy that their favorite candidate got knocked out. Not just in a way that was respectful or in a way that you won fair and square, but you just completely went out swinging and took them out. I think a lot of people will feel crappy about that. I feel like that could really mess up your chances in a general election. And same thing with DeSantis. If DeSantis wins, you do have a large section of a Trump base that will not vote. They will not come out and vote unless Donald Trump is on the ticket or a Trump-endorsed candidate is on the ticket. And we know Donald Trump. It wouldn't be unlike him to start a third party and say, you know what, screw this. I'm starting a third party and running against both of you. That wouldn't be unlikely either because we know who Donald Trump is. So I think the biggest thing that should happen is DeSantis should kind of take a step back and say, okay, is this really the best decision for the party? Because if we end up screwing both of ourselves over and making it so nobody's going to win in a general election, is America really better off? Or should we unite behind a candidate? And I think that's the biggest thing is once we find a candidate, we have to unite behind a candidate and then get that person to beat Joe Biden. If DeSantis loses to Trump, I just ask that you endorse Trump. Don't make it messy. Don't make it ridiculous. Just endorse him. Donald Trump, do the same thing. If you lose, don't start a third party. Endorse DeSantis because the Republican Party should win an election against Joe Biden in 2024. It's very simple. All you need to do is unite behind a candidate because if it's DeSantis, you have a path through the Sun Belt. You can do it. You might have to pick off one Rust Belt state. Maybe you pick off Wisconsin or Pennsylvania. You just have to do one of them. If you're Trump, you pick off the Rust Belt, and then you pick off maybe an Arizona. Or not an Arizona, rather a Nevada. You could pick off an Arizona. I just don't see it happening. But whatever you do, if you create a bunch of party division, and if you make it so that DeSantis supporters will not vote for Trump or Trump voters will not vote for DeSantis, if you alienate the other side of the party, you're going to end up screwing the country over in the long run. That's who's going to get hurt the most from the decision to be stubborn. So whatever happens, I think that both candidates need to see they are so similar. They are so similar. What is the main difference in them? Their personality. That's the main difference. One is named Ron DeSantis, or Ron DeSantis, and the other is named Donald Trump. That's probably the biggest difference. Donald Trump is a better negotiator. He will probably have us out of this Ukraine-Russia situation quicker than anybody else would. That includes DeSantis. DeSantis might also be more conservative on issues like abortion, transgenderism, 
and just LGBTQ plus in general. I think that DeSantis will be better on those more social issues, those cultural issues. But I do think Donald Trump will be better economically. So what is more important? Are you more focused on winning the culture war in America? Vote for DeSantis. Are you more focused on winning the economic war that's going on with with crushing inflation, gas prices that we can't afford? If you're more worried about that, then maybe Trump's your guy. If you're worried about border security, Trump's probably your guy. If you're worried about what your kids are being taught in schools, DeSantis is probably your guy. The different candidates are both good at their own respective things, but I think if they were to unify, if they were to bring their best ideas together and come together, ideally under one ticket, it would be the best for not only the party, but for the country. However, again, like I said, that's not the reality of the situation. So we will have to see how it goes. I think DeSantis is fighting an uphill battle, but if he's able to make Trump be more conservative by going against him on a debate stage and saying, hey, you need to be a more conservative fella. You have to start doing things that are more aligned with your quote-unquote conservative values, socially, especially. You need to be a bigger supporter of abortion bans. DeSantis signed a six-week abortion ban, and Trump said, a lot of pro-life people say that that's too harsh. Uh, Excuse me, Trump. No pro-life person is saying that that's too harsh. They're saying that's too lenient. So that was a little bit out of touch for him. But if you look at some of these issues, I think they're best if they were to come together. But at the bare minimum, if DeSantis jumping in this race makes Trump a better candidate, makes him more electable, and then Trump ends up winning, and DeSantis endorses Trump, it could be just fine in the long run. So I do think there's a chance, a slight chance, that it could get really messy, and it could be really bad for the Republican Party, and it could end in Joe Biden winning in a general election because Republicans cannot unite behind somebody. Or DeSantis can push Trump to be a more conservative candidate, as well as some of the other people on the debate stage, and then endorse Trump, Trump pick a vice president who's going to play into some of his weaknesses. Somebody like a DeSantis would be ideal if he wasn't constantly bashing him. And then you move forward with a unified ticket that will defeat Joe Biden come the general election. So anyway, that's all that I got for today. Kind of just wanted to do a comparison between the two, talk about why I thought DeSantis was jumping in, and just do a little bit of that for you guys. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the content this week. I'm going to end now with my closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the state that you've given us. I want to thank you for another opportunity for me to come on and speak into this microphone. And I just ask that 
Father, you let my words be a reflection of you to those who listen. I ask that you be with our country, our leaders, give them wisdom as they so desperately need it. I love you, Lord. Help us to be more like you in all that we do. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for sticking around until the end of another episode and the end of another week of content. If you like what you guys heard this week, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share the show with your friends. I love you guys. Can't wait to see you guys again next week. But until then, stay blessed.